Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I'm Ken. Good evening, Ken. Bonjour, Le Paul. Well, it's your turn this week. What have you got for us? Gay penguins. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> Hit me with it. This is a, quite a lovely story. It's one of those that keeps, it, it gets brought out every now and again on both sides of the argument where people say that being gay is a, a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? And then so we, as the gays, say, well, no, it's not because there are gay penguins. And other people say, well, And dolphins. No. And yeah. yes, it does go on. <laughs> yeah. But this is a, a story. There are a couple of penguins in one of the zoos in New York called Rory and Silo. And no, pass me by, I'm afraid. Yeah, and they were to obviously two two male penguins, and they they just used to spend all their time together. And then what happened was one of the female penguins in the zoo laid an egg, but she was unable to um, look after it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, whatever, whatever they do. And so the the zoo had observed these two male penguins who you, who kept picking up stones. Mm. And putting them on, you know, like they put them in between the feet. Don't yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so they thought, well, let's try with this penguin egg. Let's give it to these two, to Roy and Silo. And they did. And the two penguins had a little baby penguin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and this it's happened uh, a few times since. Uh, it is a, a zoo in Edinburgh, Edinburgh Zoo, I imagine. <laughs> 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 where it's been repeated and they have gay a uh, say same sex male penguin couples who adopt <laughs> abandoned eggs and bring them up and i just thought it was nice and i thought i thought no doubt you will have something horrendous to say about it. <laughs> no, uh, um, the the biggest surprise to me is that this is a surprise because uh, penguins at the South Pole, that uh, they are the ones that look after the eggs. Mm. And uh, penguins, they, they gather in huge clutches. I mean, enormous sort of a couple of mile across <laughs> clusters of penguins in deepest, darkest winter. And they sort of... It's the males that uh, they put the eggs underneath. They've got a sort of flange uh, at the bottom of a penguin, and they put the eggs under that, and they sort of roll them around. Yeah, they have to keep them on top of the feet so they don't touch the eyes. And and they walk around in this giant circle, and and basically what you end up with is a a, a giant circle of shit covered ice <laughs> basically but but it is the males that look after the eggs so this why this is a surprise to people who actually run a zoo <laughs> or they thought that this was a novel and innovative idea i don't know but it doesn't there's plenty of examples of homosexuality in the animal kingdom dolphins certainly uh, i do seem to remember i had a customer years ago and she had two akitas and they were brothers <laughs> and they'd never had contact with a female dog and now and then, and they would be seen mounting each other. And it's, well, the the urge has got to go somewhere. And you can't just be suppressed. So it doesn't surprise me at all that animals are screaming benders as well. <laughs> uh, and, and have some sort of um, parental instinct. It doesn't surprise me. We just basically get everywhere. No. Yes, you're just taking over. I noticed yeah. um, when it was Poppy Day, there were gay poppies. I mean, you just have a day off campaigning. Stop it. <laughs> it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there are... I, I, obviously, I haven't done any research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up Roy and Silo. I wonder if there's any lesbian animals. 
There must be. It can't just be males. I can't think of any examples, no. but having not seen an encyclopedic amount of David Attenborough's work... Because in the lion communities, <laughs> the females sort of stick together and help each other out with raising the, the young, don't they? The, men, the man just, you know, does his... Just his thing, yeah. and then uh, I'm off now. Bye, I'll see you in never. Yeah, but I mean, that's they're, they're really just like gal pals rather than... Rather than lesbians. Yeah. I mean, are they the, the penguins... Mm. Were they just sort of, uh, was it a bromance or was it just sort of, uh, uh, were they actually mating or do we not know? Yeah, I don't, I, they, I think it's said that they exhibited quite a lot of the behavior because penguins mate for life. Mm. And I think in this case, one of them had a female mate who then died or disappeared Mm. or whatever. And they were exhibiting the same kind of behaviors that he was doing with the woman. He didn't say whether they were actually like mating, mating yeah. you know, like doing everything together and, and possibly, you know, to the extent that one of them would go away and then come back and make sure that the pebbles. Okay. You know, as you say, yeah, yeah. Are, hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. But there is uh, this great vast swathes of evidence that animals fall in love. Uh, mm. I mean, you, you see it. Well, I don't because I, I just don't have any pets. <laughs> um, but you see animals pining when either an owner dies or one of the the animals that is around the house dies that they were close to. Or mm. um, there was a case recently. And the BBC news page is becoming a very bizarre place. But it was about a woman who was a dolphin keeper. Right. And when one of the male dolphins got frustrated, shall we say, she would relieve the dolphin. <laughs> and then everything, you know, it, it would it would go back to normal and, and everything would be fine for however long a dolphin's fine for. <laughs> so it wasn't anything untoward, but it was, a, it was just a sort of... Because there are, strangely enough, there are, in battery farms, one of the jobs is to uh, relieve cockerels and things. I, I, you, it's a job. I couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, I, it's not. What should what, put that on your CV? Yeah. <laughs> Cockerel masturbator. Yeah. But she was um, transferred away from whatever you know, sort of oceanarium or aquarium she was uh, looking after, and this particular dolphin just took itself to the bottom of the pool and drowned itself. Oh. And I'm not saying that was love or any sort of. Whatever, but um, it, it should, there must have been a bond there for this dolphin. Just its behaviour just changed completely when she was the keeper was taken away. Yeah, it's an emotional reaction. Mm. So a bizarre story, and certainly not one I expected to read on the BBC. But it was, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, there's plenty of evidence that there are emotions involved with mm. with animals. Not spiders, obviously. They're eight legged freaks that uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we have sex? Well, yes, go on then. I'm going to eat you after you. So get, a, get it over with. <laughs> yeah, that's just bizarre. Spiders are weird. Mm. Don't like spiders. Absolutely. And, and of course, we uh, have examples of transgender animals. Uh, yes, we do. There is one particular species of salamander. Mm. Um, not only can salamanders regrow limbs, they can spontaneously change sex. And the, I'm sure there are other animals. Where are you, gonna, you were going to give me another example, I'm sure. Uh, well, I was thinking of it, as I said, I think the salamander is quite a good example. Mm. Seahorses, which, which don't change their sex, they, but the male seahorse is gives the one birth. that gives birth to, mm. the, to the babies, which 
obviously it's not the same as being transgender. We've, t- we've, we've taken a turn. <laughs> we, we, how have we got down this avenue? <laughs> I mean, the animal kingdom is just this weird myriad of stuff that um, we've no idea about, understand. I mean, there's so many. 99% of all species that have ever existed are now extinct. Mm-hmm. That's just life cycle. It's nothing to do with, um, you know, the, the pitiful amount of time that man's been around, although I mean, we've, we've done our fair share of uh, <laughs> yeah, extincting. <laughs> of all the species that have ever lived, we, we only know a fraction of the ones that have existed. So... There's so much. To, you're not telling me at least one of them's not a little bit on the gay side. <laughs> yeah, we're not just having that. It's not just humans. You can have the the neon tetras, the rainbow oh, coloured yeah. fish. You can have those as your official animal kingdom. Yeah, they'll do. They they're quite bright, quite camp. There's the rainbow trout, of course. <laughs> yeah, slightly smellier, but delicious with butter. <laughs> yes, and of course, uh, scampi. Ah, now, I was going to ask you about this. The favourite food, the favourite seafood of the lesbian population. I, I've never got around to asking you this. A few <laughs> weeks ago, we did a, an edition on Mary Cunningham Simpson. And Helen Clark, hello, Helen. She posted on Facebook that Paul had forgotten to mention scampi, and I've never got around to asking, what on earth is this? The blame for this can be laid entirely at the feet of my husband. <laughs> he made an observation once. That whenever whenever you go out for a meal, if you are with a lesbian, or if there's you know like lesbians sitting on the next table or something, and you can oh yeah, they'll always order scampi, uh, and and that's basically it. Uh, we've never asked him for evidence of this to back it up. It's just become empirical fact based. I think probably based on the fact that he once heard someone ordering <laughs> scampi and assumed she was a lesbian, but it's it's now become the international symbol for uh, lesbian cuisine. So if I ever want to buy Helen a gift, I can just wrap her up a bag of scampi fries <laughs> and with a bow on it. The mind can wander off in all sorts of directions then. <laughs> Lesbians only eat bits of... Anyway, I'm not even going there. Right, yes. But thank you for clearing that up. Well, that silenced the room. I I wasn't sure where we were going to go with this. I just thought it was like a a nice story. Mm. Um, And I just mentioned it (laughs) so that, that gay men are not alone in their homosexuality. Penguins are there too, and now apparently are dolphins. <laughs> Many other things besides, Many I'm sure. Things, yes. Uh, yeah. Like we've, we've, we've literally run out of steam on that, on that subject. <laughs> well, it's time to decide feather or not. Gay animals are an important thing in the world. From a reproductive thing, I would say probably not. Uh, they're not going to help the extinction cause if they're all turning gay and, and not having... But, uh, however, <laughs> the ones that are getting together and adopting abandoned eggs yeah. are sort of helping. So, uh... It's very difficult to know how to rate this one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I don't want to you know, eradicate gay animals, but it, it, as whether are they important? <laughs> they're certainly interesting. Yeah, it's, not, it's nice to know there are parallels. The gay animals have rights too. There's going to be marches soon. <laughs> Somebody somewhere is going to have the bright idea of putting a penguin with a placard. And, uh... <laughs> there is um, a book. I think we were talking about it the other week about uh, how they teach about gay people in schools. And there is a book about <laughs> gay people and the lead characters in that are both penguins. <laughs> you did mention this. And 
Why are there penguins? <laughs> Why are we dancing around this issue? It's 2021. <laughs> it's just got to be confusing, really, more than anything else, hasn't it? So, so two men penguins can go together and live together and have children, but two men people, are they allowed to? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, very, very it's tw- I mean, I've only got a month left to keep saying this mantra that it's 2021 <laughs> before we've got an entire new year to say, but... You can talk about gays in textbooks, boys and girls. It, it should not be a taboo area to wander into for kiddies in this day and age. Um, should we use that as an example instead of gay animals? Gay <laughs> Using gay animals to teach kiddies in school, I'm going to give that a one. You should be using real human beings. Gay animals in nature, though, it's curiously interesting. It's a three. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of nice to know because because obviously humans are apparently the intelligent <laughs> species on the planet. And so there is often the argument that we choose the way that we are. Do people really still argue that toss some anymore? Of, some people they do if you read the Daily Mail. <laughs> no, don't read the Daily Mail. N- none of you out there read the Daily Mail. Stop what you're doing now. <laughs> But yeah, so so it's nice to sort of be backed up by the fact that these less intelligent animals also have similar instincts in some cases. But yeah, as you say, it's a nice story. Hmm. Uh, don't use it as a way to avoid talking about people <laughs> in schools. Uh, but just let's yeah I, embrace I the penguins. Em- embrace the penguins and let them get on with it. Well done, Roy and Silo. What are you going to round us off with? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've been noting down stuff as diligently as I have, because uh, I've been frantically scribbling as well. All, all I do, because I always think, oh, this, this would be good. But then I see something. And so all of my photos and stuff are just memes. And <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment, it's uh, the ridiculous things that people are doing with poppies to try and get yeah. To try and get poppies. That really offended you, didn't it? I, I just thought there's another one where it was a picture of a person in a an army, well, a mannequin dressed in an army uniform, and then they made a woman out of poppies with a veil on top, and it's like they were getting married. And I was like, I'm not sure what the message is that you're trying to get across here. It's just very bizarre. Anyway, well, I think this week, uh, rather than list through um, a Netflix playlist of penguin films. We should have one of our irregular Nine Bob Notable Mentions. And and this is one from a a few weeks ago. I think you're familiar with a a gentleman who is very high in both of our estimations, Russell T. Davis. A television uh, god, yes. Saviour of Doctor Who. (laughs) 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 Oh, hopefully. Um, He recently accepted uh, an award uh, at the Attitude Magazine Awards, and I can't remember what it was the award for. It was some outstanding achievement, a lifetime like, achievement like, for being yeah. for being a gay. Yes, yeah, I think so. And he used his speech basically to sort of congratulate everybody on how well they're doing and to go, talk about um, how far we've come. But also, he added a little a little bit at the end where he was talking about specifically the LGB alliance which is something that we'll, I'm sure will <laughs> It has been on the list for a while, but neither of, us, neither of us have bothered to research properly. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, but what he was saying is uh, that as a community, we're the LGBTQ, mm. or, you know, but they, the community are as LGBT plus whoever else is part of it. You can't just separate the LGB. And what he did is a very clever thing where he then did about 30 seconds of his speech where he cut the word. The, the fourth letter <laughs> yeah, off. Cut the fourth yeah. letter out of the, the word. Um, and obviously it didn't make, sen- make sense. When people belittle us, they love taking the piss out of us. One of the favourite things they do is to go, oh, LGBTQTIA+, isn't that funny? Like, like, isn't that funny? You've got so many letters. In what society is having too many letters a bad thing? More letters is good. More letters includes everyone. But then along comes the LGBT alliance and they say, no, we're only going to have three letters. We're going to cut off the T. So what they're saying is you can only have words that are three letters long. So I thought to myself, can you do that? Can you talk in words that are only three letters? Yes, I can. We can talk in words of only three letters. But why? Because when you talk like that, you are crew, you are pre, you are big, you are buyer, you are ugly, you are lazy. To cut out the tea is to kill. Thank you very much. The final thing I want to say is the new Doctor Who is Elaine Page. Thank you. But it was a, a very, a very clever. I mean, he has got quite a way with words, mm. um, and it was just a nice way to get a point across without being aggressive or any of the other things that we're accused of. Anytime we say anything to the LGB alliance, and it was, uh, yeah, good that he used his platform. And another, I think, another example of how he has always used his platform to champion LGBT rights and no doubt will continue to do so. So cheers, RTD. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what his new era is going to be known (laughs) as. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Excellent. Well, on on that happy note... Been quite cheery, uh, cheery this weekend. I'm sure that we've got go. happy feet. <laughs> we have trouble that one in. <laughs> nice, nice. Well done, Ken. And we'll be back next week with something equally cheery, no doubt. Uh, disclaimer: may not be. <laughs> Thanks for listening, boys and girls. Ta-ta. Bye. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman. And the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.